Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Hey everybody, it's that time again. Welcome to Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I'm Mallory. This is all exciting and just like, I don't feel like shit right now. We're going to record oh, an episode. You're so sweet. So FYI, uh, Mickey's face is literally sliding off his skull right now. He's oh. battling a migraine, but good for you for soldiering on. Hey, pros play hurt, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll totally carry this. Oh, good. You'll, you'll do all the work today? Yeah, but, you know, only like single syllable words. Okay. And so I can't say syllable anymore. Are you going to do all the work in bed later? <laughs> sure. Just lay there. Awesome. All right. It's my turn to just lay there. Hey. I'm kidding. It was my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. So what in the hell is going on? What are we doing? Why are we doing another episode right now? Well, because it's been two weeks. It's that time. Yeah, we're due. And no guests, nothing crazy this time. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Mm. No, I'm not going to sing. That's no, really good that you don't. Yeah, it's better if I don't. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about a subject that I think kind of freaks people out a little bit, especially in monogamous relationships. But in non-monogamous relationships, a lot of people don't think it's a thing, and it really is. What are we talking about? Are we talking about cheating? Oh, yeah. Infidelity. You despicable cheater. Adultery. So let me ask you a question, Mallory. Yes, if Mickey? you murder somebody for the rest of your life, you're a what? I'm a murderer. If you lie to somebody for the rest of your life, you're a what? I'm a liar. If you cheat, are you a cheater for the rest of your life? I don't. I plead the fifth. <laughs> no. That's an interesting point you make, though. Yeah. it's. I, I think that there's these brands that carry us through life. If we if we do something, maybe that's considered nefarious or, or an act of infidelity, and those can be a lot of things. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today with you guys. We're going to talk about our views on infidelity and maybe if they do apply to the lifestyle or don't apply to the lifestyle and yeah, maybe think, how we look at infidelity as a whole. Yeah, I think it's an interesting conversation to have because I, I think it scales both to vanilla traditional relationships, but it does apply in the lifestyle too. Well, I think it's important for us to kind of follow up what we did last week. We talked about Becky Falwell and Jerry Falwell Jr. and you know, she's kind of coming out now saying, I, I was unfaithful to my husband. He had no idea. So I'm just a harlot and you should all just, you know, judge me, not him. And I I think that sucks for starters. Mm -hmm. And I also think that now she's going to run around wearing this giant scarlet letter for the rest of her life. Right. Right. And we talked about, you know, how we view that situation. And I mean... I guess it's not abnormal given the style of the relationship that the woman's the one to carry that burden, even if he was involved, which is really annoying. Like oh, my inner shit. feminist is screaming. Yeah. But, so, well, so I mean, if it's $10 million, what do you do? Uh, 10.5. So another half a million got tossed on there as a little <laughs> as cherry a bonus? on the top. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, and I'm not going to get $10.5 million if I fuck around on you. I'm, I'm going to get a foot in my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you won't like what happens afterwards. It's not going to be It better cute. be worth it, man. It better be worth it. All right, ladies, you heard it here first. You better become you better come strong if you want me to mess around <laughs> on this girl. 
But now we're so going to talk silly. about that in a little bit. Before we get into that, let's talk a little bit, just kind of, I don't know, what's been going on. I mean, I yeah. know things are a little weird out there in the world right now. but Everything's still very strange. I mean, that's the running thing with 2020. It's just a, a fucking dumpster fire. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel for us. We're prepping for our November trip. We're in the last weeks we before. are we actually need to place our orders for all of our promotional gears there's gonna be all kinds of new promotional shit coming with casual swinger on it in the very short order yeah because everyone wears something that says swinger like to the grocery store and church and whatnot i do we're geniuses i do <laughs> i know you do loud and proud baby yeah <laughs> what's a casual swinger we'll ah. come back to the house with me and i'll show you yeah i mean i'm getting my outfits together for theme nights and we're talking like games and stuff and and social distancing and how we can you know serve you know, everyone that's coming along the trip. And I know we had a couple of rooms left, but now we also will be planning for February here soon. Yeah, we're kind of pivoting our planning toward February. So here's the thing. Most of you guys that listen to this show don't live in the state of Florida or the state of Texas or the state of Arizona. I mean, there's a few, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is most of you are going to be fucking cold in February. Yes, and a lot will of not you. Be. No. Because no. we're going to be at Hedonism 2 in Jamaica with a bunch of fucking naked friends. Yes. And it's going to be fun. excited. So you should come with us, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys have questions, you can go to the Travel With Us page at CasualSwinger.com. Yeah, and come hang out with us at Hito. And maybe you'll get to come, too. Oh, uh-huh. oh there you go. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we are doing that. We're getting ready for our November Hito trip. But also, you're about out of time, guys. You literally have about a week left from the time you listen to this episode for your chance at a Womanizer Premium for signing up with a <gasps> lifetime membership to Double Date Nation. That's DoubleDateNation.com. It is pretty much, what, in, in my opinion, the sexiest lifestyle out there and definitely the best designed. Dude, I have like no patience and I'm, I'm a little tech forward, but I have no patience for stuff that takes multiple steps to get to where I want to go to. It's very intuitive. It's very pretty. And they have a big announcement that's going to be coming down the pipeline that we can't say anything about that's going to change everything. I hate being sworn to secrecy because I suck at it. I want to tell everybody. I want to scream from the rooftops how cool this is. Yeah. And it's going to change everything. It's going to be a complete game changer in the lifestyle dating scene. Yeah. I think it's going to be so badass, and I can't wait to play with it in public and show people. It's yep. going to be so I awesome. I can't wait to demo it. I'm so excited. So, guys, uh, go to DoubleDation.com, get your lifetime membership. And, and uh, entered. And entered to get that womanizer because it's a life-changing toy. FYI. Life-changing. So tell these folks real quick, why is it a life-changing toy? I know we've talked about it in, in Mallory's toy box, but what is the thing about this thing that makes it worth 200 bucks to you? So got, we've talked about it ad nauseum, but for anyone who doesn't know, it's got a very proprietary technology when it comes to the motor. So the clitoral and surrounding area stimulation is much different and a little more precise. It's ergonomical. It holds a great charge. Like, I hate it when, because sometimes I want to come 10 times, even when I'm just masturbating. And if it dies after 30 minutes, then I'm fucked or not fucked for that matter. Has anyone ever called your pussy greedy? Yeah. Oh, no. She's totally fucking greedy. A lot of people do. Yeah, that is is a greedy bitch. Mallory has a gluttonous (laughs) snatch. But I can also, here's what I love about it. I can also use it with you because like the the magic wand is so bulky. Mm -hmm. And I love my high massager, but that's not really like a couple's play toy. And I have a couple like um, handheld vibes, but you have to get the right angle for like my wrist not to get, you know, cramped or my hand to go dead. Wouldn't it it be nice though, because you love your magic wand. Wouldn't it be nice if there was some sort of piece of furniture that you could put it inside and use it while you play? 
you know, I believe we have that mechanism and I think I know where you're going with this. You're going to give, you're going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag and give I, him a special announcement. I think this announcement okay, is way it, overdue. Do it because I'm so excited. So today, uh, actually as of Friday, casualtoys.com is direct with Liberator. Yes. And if you don't know who Liberator is, they make some of the best sex furniture, sex accoutrements. On the market. I have been a huge fangirl. In fact, I still have that wedge you were talking about Mm -hmm. that my magic wand fits in. We've had that thing for 11 years. Yeah. And it's in perfect shape. And I use. It looks brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. I use the shit out of it. I even use it when I masturbate. Yeah, it's amazing. So if you don't know who Liberator Bedroom Adventure Gear is, these guys make sex furniture. But they, and not just furniture, they make blankets and harnesses and, and cuffs. Positioning aids and a, a, a wide assortment of accoutrements for them. And they're all made right here in America, yes. too, which is really awesome. So these guys are based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're, lot, they're really nice. You know, if you go back a few seasons with us, we actually had Angela Lieben, who's their director of marketing, on the show. Yes. And we had to grow our business to to really earn our way into Liberator. Yes. Yeah. They don't, they don't let just anybody sell them. No. And we want to be completely up to speed on the product because we, we talk to our customers about it. Like when yeah. they go to the chat function, that's us. That is. That, that is, is us literally responding. our cell phones. Yeah. When you click on that button, you are getting yeah. Mallory and I. Yes. So we want to be, you know, knowledgeable. Well, and we talk about them here, too. When you come to Casual Swinger, of course, we talk about sex toys. But these things go so far beyond sex toys. Right. We use this stuff here in our house. And that's yep. the Casual Swinger Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida. <laughs> but, you know, we, we do this here. We use it here. And we want to sell it for that reason. We yeah, believe in it. Exactly. I don't think we sell any products that we haven't uh, investigated, researched, and have faith in. Yeah, the couple thousand dollars worth of sex toys laying around this house tells me that we don't use things. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't talk about things yeah, we don't like. but we have, you know, the fail box, too. Like, oh, yeah. when we test something out and it's just, it's not up to our par, it's got to go and it comes off the site, so. That's true. When, when something really sucks, we do delete it from the site. We don't yeah. put it back up yeah. here, but... Stay tuned because we've got some big casual toys news coming your way as well. In addition to the fact that we're adding Liberator to the store. Now today you can't go to casualtoys.com and see Liberator because I haven't added it to the site just yet because there's something coming your way. Something sexy this way comes. Yes. Are we talking about the season? That's upon us. Uh, this it is the season, is it not? Yeah, so I'm gonna bring the hoe back to holidays. Oh, you've been hoeing, <laughs> you've been hoeing all over the kitchen. Make a hoe into yeah, a housewife. Yeah. Don't act right. So, uh, something that we talked a lot about last year is putting together like kinky stockings or sexy stockings, mm-hmm. right? And we had a lot of questions from people that were shopping the site for the season. So, in order to make your lives easier, we're gonna be offering his and hers sexy. Stockings. That you know, sexy stockings sounds so much better than ho 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 bags. <laughs> we can call them ho 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 bags. That's fine too. Right. That's fine Whatever. too. But yeah, so I went through our entire catalog and put together uh, three different packages for each. So it'll be easy shopping. Yeah, these things are so badass. And I got to tell you guys, I watched Mallory do this. And when I say that she's smart in ways I could never be and does things I could never do, I do a lot of the geeky shit here for Casual Swinger. But putting these packages together that were thoughtful and had just the right number of items and types of items to really make some, make a great packaged gift for you guys for mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, these things are great. When you see these hoe bags or st- sexy stockings or whatever <laughs> Kinky you Christmas, call. yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to dig them. They're going to be out there in a very short order and able for you guys to purchase 
at a discount. So when you sure. buy these, you're already getting a discount. Yeah, so. and it could be a horny Hanukkah gift. Like, what? There you I go. mean, it, it just, it, yeah. All right, so we got horny Hanukkah. We got hoe bags. We got, you know, sexy Christmas stockings, kinky Kwanzaa. What else we got? Yeah, I think, I don't know. Did we miss something? There's something I missed, I know. Oh, I know, there's some religious A nasty new year. <laughs> nasty Naughty new year. year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's coming, so be ready for that, and you'll be coming soon after you get it. And make sure to check out Casual Toys to find your Liberator bedroom adventure gear. We are so excited to have those guys in our stable of vendors to be able to provide you with their products. Yeah. We believe in it wholeheartedly. Maybe you should take some pictures of me on our furniture just to, to show people. Hmm. We'll have to find out how do people feel about that. Would you like to see photos on Twitter of Mallory on her Liberator stuff? I mean, maybe I'm just sitting on it eating a bowl of cereal, but oh, okay. no, I'm just kidding. Reading reading <laughs> psalms. <laughs> reading psalms. Um, sure. Oh, yeah. Well, anyhow, so we're going to get out of here for just a minute and come back and see you guys. And we're going to talk about cheating and the lifestyle today. Mm -hmm. Cheating is something that happens all the time. It happens in a huge number of marriages, monogamous or otherwise, in this country. And I think that there's a little bit of a, a false kind of confidence out there where people say, people in life, people don't cheat in the lifestyle. How can you, right? Yeah. I mean, How is that you're even allowed possible? To fuck who you want. Yeah, exactly. So why does it happen so often? Interesting. We're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about the psychology behind it, why people cheat, whether or not we've cheated, and uh, kind of get your thoughts on it. We're looking forward to hearing back from you. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of feedback, thank you everyone who reached out to us to give us the feedback on the previous episode that you mentioned with Mitch and Cindy uh, regarding, you know, um, evangelism and sex and the Jerry Falwell Jr. Um, a lot of great feedback, a lot of love for that one. So thank you guys. Yeah, we, we can't thank you guys enough for that. And, you know, we kind of have to do an episode like that every season, not necessarily a religious one, but a heavy one, because that was heavy. And I know you guys come here to Casual Swinger for, for a little bit of entertainment and a little bit of knowledge, and and uh, we love you for it. But at the same time, we have an opportunity to talk about something and bring in an expert on Mitch's level. We have to do it, and we hope you guys enjoy it. I know there's a few people out there that had a little heartburn from it, but, you know, hey, you don't uh, make a cake without breaking a few eggs, right? That's true. Good point. Our cake is delicious. At least yours is. I love cake. <laughs> you don't eat cake. No. but No, I do. When you get a chance. Once in a blue moon. How about pie? Can we eat pie? Oh, I'll eat my pie. Hey. Are we going to go have sex on the break? Is that yeah, what's happening? Because I feel like we're flirting. Yeah, let's just you go You could just it lay out. there. <laughs> the way my head's pounding, I don't think it's going to work. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find us, and we'll be back in a hot second. All righty, Rudy. So, yeah, we're Casual Swinger everywhere, guys. Uh, CasualSwinger.com. If you want to reach out, it's podcast at CasualSwinger.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you love us, feel free to give us a shout-out on iTunes for our podcast. Want to date us? See our naked pictures? Go to Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, SDC, and Quiver. That sounds like a break. We'll catch you sexy bastards in just a second. You're listening to Casual Swinger. All right, and we're back. Casual Swinger, everyone. And we're going to be talking about cheating. Like on a test? Well, I think... The definition of cheating doesn't relate to what we're talking about, but cheating in relationships. Oh, 
Marriage is a test of my patience. <laughs> Maybe yours more than mine. <laughs> this may be true. So we we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago around cheating and just like we're we're posing thoughts out there and did some research and thought it'd be a good topic to bring on the show. And when I went to look up cheating, I found this the the Webster's definition of it, and it kind of made me laugh a little because the way it's worded. So if you look it up, cheating, it's an act of dishonesty. Or unfairly in order to gain an advantage. Now, in the context that you and I are speaking in, do you think that that's relevant? Uh, maybe the first piece of it, right? So uh-huh. to act unfairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think when you, in the context that we're discussing this, where we're talking about marital or relationship infidelity mm-hmm. as cheating. Uh, I think that it's unfair for you to do something that you wouldn't be okay with someone doing to you. Right, right. So, that, yeah. I mean, I think that is accurate, but I don't see a perceived or tangible advantage to doing it. Maybe, maybe it's psychological or emotional. And we can dive into that here in a little bit. Yeah. But, so when I looked it up as it relates to relationships, and this is according to the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, Um, The surveys indicate that 15% of married women and 25% of married men have had extramarital affairs. That's not surprising. I think that number is actually a little low. Actually, I think so too. And it says the incidence is about 20% higher when emotional and sexual relationships without intercourse are included. So, cheating without sex... It's 20% higher. Well, and so now we start to go down that rabbit hole of what does it mean to be unfaithful? What does it mean to cheat? Because the semantic way of getting around this is that it wasn't cheating. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't have sex with her. I was just talking to her on the internet Uh eight hours a day for six months. Mm -hmm. So how would you define cheating either in general or in the context of our relationship? Lying. Lying. Okay. Period. Start story because it starts with dishonesty. Well, everything everything that fails starts with a breakdown in communication, right? And so that breakdown in communication can lead to so many things. And and obviously we we have a, a place we're going with this conversation, so I don't want to rush to it. But I feel like as a husband, and I've been one for a long time. I think when you aren't happy and you're not getting what you want, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But that's not insurmountable. It's when you don't feel heard anymore. When you feel like that, when you've said what you need, when you've talked about it ad nauseum, and now all of a sudden it, it doesn't matter. You don't care. You're not going to change anything. You're not going to do anything different. So I might as well go elsewhere. I think, and that goes both ways. I think that women talk about their needs maybe in a way that, and that, that breakdown in communication where people's love language doesn't quite sync up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't hear me. He doesn't understand me. And then a guy comes along that does, or at least claims to. That's an excellent point. And I have to agree with you. Lying to me is is that door because the foundation of our relationship is open and honest communication. And that doesn't mean it's easy. Some of the conversations you and I have are very fucking difficult, especially when it comes to something that may pull out my pride or my ego. And I have to take a step back and really hear you. But if we don't do that, how am I setting us up for success? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to give you a reason to lie to me. I don't want to put you in a corner and make you feel like you're not heard or not understood or not valued and encourage that behavior. No well, one wants to be put in a box. You know, this started for you and I really early 
So very early on, I would tell you things that you didn't want to know. <laughs> I would tell you things oh. about me or things I've done or places I've been. And you're yes. like, I did not need to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very specific with the questions I ask because you will, you'll give it to me straight. Doesn't matter. Uh, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Unabridged version. <laughs> Unabridged version. And sometimes I, like there were times where I had to remind you that I'm an emotional cre- creature and there are some things that I don't need, it's really difficult to hear you when they're being put so bluntly. And there's a difference between blunt and disrespectful or rude. So like, again, conversations that you and I had over the years to kind of like fine tune that, fine tune that. So we're hearing each other properly. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah. I, well, and I think for you and I, that that was really key to getting us to a point where there wasn't a communication gap that led or leads to these things because you and I have both been in relationships that have involved infidelity. So before we go any further, I think we should probably articulate one important point, which is the question, have you ever committed an act of infidelity in a relationship? So my answer is yes, but not in the traditional way that most people think. Mm -hmm. I've probably absolutely emotionally put invested in someone that was outside of my relationship because I didn't feel like I was getting what I needed there, but I did not associate that with cheating. And I've done it in all the ways. (laughs) Congratulations, you get trophy. I get the trophies. I've done it in all the ways. But do we think, honestly, that our definition of cheating, I mean, would we define it differently because of our, is, is lying how everyone else identifies cheating or is it just fucking i think it starts there no i definitely have my boundaries because if i love when you are invested in another human being and you form you know that bond that we can you know have really really great sex with them but there is a line Mm -hmm. there is a line because i don't want to feel like i can't supply you with your needs and i also don't want to feel like you're supplementing something from someone else that i can absolutely give you so the emotional and the attention factor does play a role. And it's not a jealousy. It's definitely my own insecurities to start with. But I think that is a boundary for me. And as it relates to the lifestyle, I think for us, and, and ironically enough, women's health, uh, you found this quote, which I think is a really good one. And it was from a PhD and assistant professor at Texas Tech University by the name of Dana Weiser. She says that infidelity is a gray area because different individuals have their own boundaries and ideals for their romantic relationships. And that kind of speaks to the lifestyle. In the lifestyle, we may be perfectly comfortable having some sort of sexual interaction Mm -hmm. with another person that's not our spouse or our significant other. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to, you know, maybe somebody that's more traditional or an evangelical or somebody like that, they might be like, absolutely not. You can't even think about it. Don't look at the menu. Look down, right? We're walking to Sandals and that lady slapped the shit out of her husband for yeah, looking at her ass. that's right. Yep. Right? She can't even look. That that guy was in trouble the rest of his vacation. God forbid he look at another woman's ass. Yeah, and but you know what? It's not our position to judge them because that is what is and is not acceptable inside their relationship. And I think that's what we're trying to say, that everyone's definition is going to be a little different, but depending on their wants and needs. Mm-hmm. So I think motivation for for cheating, I, I really I don't want to call it cheating. I think it's it's wanton dishonesty. Right. OK. And again, for me, cheating isn't sexual. It can be right. And it sure. certainly manifests as sex for a lot of us. But I think for men and women, it's very different. Now, men cheat a lot more than women do, uh, according to statistics anyway. Right. So, sure. we, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I saw that and I was a little surprised because I would figure it's much closer in range than mm-hmm. almost as many women 
cheat as men. Well, I think it's interesting that the average for people that claim to have had a non-monogamous event in their life or a consensually non-monogamous event, rather, is around 24%, 20, anywhere between 20 and 24%, depending on what statistic you read and who you read it from. Mm-hmm. And we've provided, I mean, every time I say that, somebody hits us up in comments and goes, where did you get that number? And then I have to go find it and give it to him and go, here, I didn't fucking make it up. But... You know, when we look at these numbers, because you did pull a bunch of numbers for this, but most specifically, the one that I have in front of me right now is Infidelity Help Group, which actually is a little on the low side from some of the numbers that we've seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one says that 20% of men admitted to engaging in extramarital sex, but only 10% of women, which to me strikes me as a little low. What do you think? I think it's it's probably a little low, um, Mm -hmm. but also, like we said just a few minutes ago, if you take sex out and include the other factors that we'll talk about here in a second, that number is much, much higher. It is. And it's funny because, you know, that graphic from Infidelity Help Group says that. But infidelity statistics also say that 40% of unmarried relationships and 25% of marriages see at least one incident of infidelity. And we're talking just all, all across the board, right? So they could okay. be non-monogamous. They could not be. And why is that? I mean, so what causes you to feel enough discomfort to let somebody else in as a woman. Vacancy somewhere. So if there's a vacancy either in my intimacy or um, maybe, and I hate to call it attention or mental affection, um, but I don't have words that are better than that. When I feel like I'm lacking something, I'm not being found interesting or, or being engaged in conversation or even ignored, that would leave a void for me that I would want filled. Because it's something that fulfills me, not just as a woman, but as a partner. Yeah, I think that's that's in line with most of the numbers that we've seen. So another interesting number that jumped out at me is that the number of women that have engaged in infidelity over the last 20 years has increased by 40%. That's interesting. So it's it's on the uptick in a very large way, but men have remained fairly constant. The number of men that cheat, it's about the same. It never changes. Now, what is interesting to me is that in men who make over $300,000 a year, 32% of them have had an affair. But men who make under $35,000 a year, only 21%. So if you've got money, you're more apt to cheat. Why do you think that is? Is that an opportunity, like a social economic exactly opportunity? exactly what it is. That's exactly oh, what it is. Oh, that's strange. They're getting hit on because they, they're, show, they're showing it, right? They're driving a sports car. They're in a nice bar, wearing a nice suit. And that girl goes, hey. Oh, so you're saying women are? Well, what? no, it's definitely not him because uh, he would just be at home talking to his friends yeah, and drinking a beer uh-huh. if it wasn't for them. I was, I'm afraid it's of where you're going because I'm going to start getting nasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about why men cheat more than women do. Men use love to get sex. And women use sex to get love. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, 44% of the men who who responded to this particular survey that's in front of me right now said they cheated because they just wanted more sex. They felt like their partner didn't or their partner did not. Now, never mind that this is the same guy who rolls over with morning breath, lifts his leg, drops off a huge fart, and then smacks his wife on the ass and goes, want some? Yeah. Right? I mean, because that's, we're talking about daily life here with this guy. And now he's upset because she doesn't want any. So he's walking around with a heart on all day and then goes, well, you know, maybe I'll hit up some girl online. And he says things he doesn't say to his wife, like, you're beautiful or you make that outfit look spectacular. Right? He's not telling her these things. He's not speaking her language. He's not getting to the core of what she needs to feel sexy. Mm, So he wants to take without giving. 
but in that new environment with somebody else, it's a lot easier, you think, or a lot more fun? Sure. I mean, it's all discovery, right? That's the that's the fun part like about NR- non-monogamy. NRE. Yeah, totally. Yeah. New relationship energy. Yeah. So that statistic, the same uh, poll, but on the female side, said that 33% of women who cheat want to be reassured they're still desirable. And that speaks to me as someone who's over 30 and, and maybe like women over 40, over 50, like aging that mechanism and what's to come and how people view us. And I hate to say it, it's, it's, it operates in the background. Mm-hmm. I will never be as beautiful as I was yesterday is kind of the, the feeling that I get sometimes because men get more distinguished as they get older and women generally fall less desirable. I mean, no one's looking for naked pictures of Meryl Streep right now. Granny porn's a thing. Okay, so not nobody, but very few people want to see naked Meryl Streep. They'd rather see, you know, someone, you know, younger. And personally, I'd like to see more women uh, over 50, over 60 being celebrated for being sexy in their natural state, the way they are, not competing with the 20 and 30 year olds. I think Hollywood does that to women really unfairly, though, because you get, you know, Sylvester Stallone's, what, almost 80 years old. He's still in action movies. Yeah. And the only thing you can do once you pass 50 is be somebody's mother in Hollywood. Pretty much. I mean, yeah. what, that show that you watch has got Judith Light in it. And oh. she was, she was kind You're talking of a about Ugly symbol. Betty? Yeah. I thought that show was adorable. But also, like, stuff like Grace and Frankie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're still amazing women, and they're still beautiful, and they're still sexual. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're as celebrated as younger women are. No, no. Just my two I mean, cents. Look at it that way. I mean, like, Alyssa Milano... Boom, sex symbol, right? Yeah. And same show, Judith also, Light, not. crazy. Oh, yeah. She's nuttier than a bag of cats, but that's. I bet she's great in bed. Here. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bitches that crazy have to be good in bed, right? <laughs> so let's talk about the different kinds of cheating, right? And so sexual is certainly a big part of it, right? And there, I think men and women, we talk about, you know, that they have sex for different reasons. Sure. Men are looking for sex, so they'll right. fuck a stranger where a woman is more apt to fuck her ex-boyfriend like we talked about. But is is sexual the only way people cheat? And in the lifestyle in particular? No, there's there's different tiers, different avenues to that you can go down to becoming a quote-unquote cheater. I think sex is agreeable with everyone. If you have sex with somebody else outside the confines of your relationship and it's not pre-approved, mm-hmm. That's cheating. There's people out there that have a anything goes card and that's great and that's wonderful. But I think for just all intents and purposes, sex is cheating. But there's emotional cheating, right? When you're infatuated with somebody and you're having dialogue, you're not having sex. But there's an emotional connection that m- is probably unacceptable outside of your relationship. Well, m- more than sex, though, I-, I think that emotional cheating and social media cheating... I think those sorts of things are probably more prevalent in the lifestyle than sexual cheating because, I mean... You think so? uh, Well, maybe the numbers are exactly the same, but just from my common sense perspective, it just doesn't seem to me that somebody that can be consensually non-monogamous that just wants to get laid is not going to bridge that gap with having sex with somebody that's not, I don't know, endorsed. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Or maybe they didn't know that that void was there. And yeah. don't know how to talk about it. For me, it's easier to talk about my feelings than probably most people. I, I don't mind. I'm, I like talking about my feelings to the point that it probably drives you absolutely insane. Correct. But maybe it's easier to talk about sex 
and not their feelings. Maybe that's that's more prevalent in males. I, I don't know. Like, I'm just postulating over here. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I think that, and we know, actually, we know a couple that met in the lifestyle and they were married to other people. Yes. And they got divorced and married each other. It was a crisscross. Uh-huh. So the other two got married and yep. they got married and went their separate ways. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. And it, yeah, that's yeah. so unusual. It is. And it, it did. It was born of infidelity. It, it was. Yep. But it didn't end up that way. So maybe sometimes it just works out. Yeah. So do you think you can be unfaithful in, in regards to like your spirituality or like mentally maybe a little sapiosexually do you think that's a thing i was wondering about that and wanted to ask you well i yeah i guess you can it's it's one of those things where let's say that the husband is a marine biologist and he meets another woman who's a marine biologist but his wife's a writer she's not a marine biologist she's still smart in her own way and they have great deep conversations but if he wants to have a conversation with somebody about dolphins Mm-hmm. He's probably needs to talk to somebody else. And maybe those conversations become deeper and more interesting because he's so enamored with her mind that he shares something with. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a sapiosexual relationship that's born of intellect. And that is probably a lot more common than it is uncommon. The question is, how often does it bridge that gap and turn into something that's genuinely not approved by a monogamous or consensually non-monogamous that, that's relationship? True. That's true because everyone's scale may be a little different in that environment, right? Yeah. Because I totally get that you do something that I don't do and understand and I love when you share, but we don't have the same connection over the stuff that you're passionate about because I don't do it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So a relationship that you may have that's that's work and and totally platonic, but could be sapiosexual at the same time do you think it is that kind of like what it is picture you're painting Uh, okay i just want to make sure i'm following well i mean usually you walk out and see me on the phone in the middle of the night i'm either talking to double date dave or kate (laughs) so (laughs) it's true and or the alabaster scrotum right or the alabaster (laughs) scrotum yeah i was talking in the middle of the night last night so uh so i don't think that it it stresses you out but i bet there's wives out there that that come out and go are you talking to jake from state farm again (laughs) You know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there was something that I was reading in that woman's health mag that actually made me kind of tilt my head a little bit. So it was five things that are considered cheating. And the other two, because we talked about sexual, emotional, and, and the spiritual, sapiosexual thing. But secret spending was one of them. That's is, cheating. Dude, I, I had to read it three or four times to go, What? But hear me out here. How would you feel if I was spending money on someone else or things and not telling you about it Mm. or making big purchases without letting you know? Now, our relationship when it comes to money, very different than a lot of people. We don't share joint accounts. You have yours. I have mine. We have shared bills. We work it out. But... I never, ever feel the need to question how money spent because I trust you. True, That's but I think where they're right? going with this is in a different direction, though, because when a person is buying, let's just call them lavish gifts okay, for a person that they're not in a relationship with, then that would send my radar up, and I'm not a jealous dude at all. No, you're definitely not. But when, if someone's, you know, someone buys you a Rolex watch, 
I'm going to be like, whoa, hang on. I know what kind of blowjobs you give, so I know it had to be good for a Rolex. <laughs> hey, they're Rolex quality. They are. I think. They're pretty awesome. Maybe. Not going to lie. <laughs> but, like, so if we're talking about secret spending, like, I went out with the boys and I bought three rounds and I spent $300 at the bar, I'm going to hide that from my wife. That's not the same thing that we're talking about no. here. What we're talking about is buying roses for another girl. Yeah. Right. Or buying dinners or hotel rooms. Now, mind you, if you're buying a hotel room, it's probably way deeper than secret spending. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably you're crossing over into the sexual infidelity there. Sure. But I mean, if we're buying, I I think for me, and this is going to sound weird, especially given the way we live our lives, but I think jewelry is a non-starter. Don't buy jewelry for a girl that's not yours. Yeah, that's true. Like that's just that's, a that's, that's a dick probably. move, and I don't know why I think it's a dick move, but everything in my like right down to my toes is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not no, cool. No, okay, do not adore, festoon my woman with ornate gifts. That's right. That decorate her. <laughs> do not decorate my woman. Don't decorate that one's mine. <laughs> kind of like my house. I'm not going to go into yours and start putting up the pictures I like. Exactly. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> it's it, funny. It, something just strikes me. It's like, don't rub another man's rhubarb, damn it. That's not cool. I, you're so, I don't even know what that means. <sighs> you don't, you just, no, you need to go it's like you and, you and sliding board. Like, there's just certain things and <laughs> phrases. Sliding board's you're a ha- thing. It is not. A sliding board's a thing. Uh huh. I bet you, if we ask our listeners to email us what they think a sliding board is. Everybody damn well knows what a sliding board is. And if you don't, you didn't come from the country. No, they. <laughs> Okay, we're going down a rabbit hole. (laughs) There is one thing that I was like, holy shit, this is so alien to me that I didn't realize that it was on this five list. Did you know fantasizing about another partner or another person, not another partner, fantasizing about another person is considered one of the five cheats. Run that bullshit by me again. Yes, yes, yes. That thinking about having sex with somebody else can be considered cheating. Tell me that doesn't strike you as a little insane because there are certain things we can't help. Like if I dream, I have no control over that. No, and I've heard you do it. You're over yeah. there writhing and grinding on a pillow and you're <laughs> fucking the shit out of somebody. So how is that how is that on the list? And I got to thinking about it and you this data that you pulled up made me laugh so hard that it says 80% of women have frequent fantasies about someone other than their partner and 98% of men do. So the majority of us fucking fantasize, but it's not okay. Yeah, that puts the the average squarely in the 90 percentile. So 90% of people in general fantasize about somebody else and that I think is cheating according and, to your survey. According to that the articles that I was reading cuz there's one um I want to say it was on Telegraph um and it was really similar to the women's health woman and women's health mag one. And I can't remember the third, but almost verbatim did they list these as the same. And I'm sorry. At what point is your expectation, even in a vanilla traditional relationship to have that? Maybe you don't discuss it, but like if you're, you wake up and your wife's moaning and calling out Brad Pitt's name, that's infidelity. Get some Brad. I, I don't know. Well, so Bert Kreischer did a bit in one of his early, uh, I, I think it was in the machine. Maybe if it wasn't in the machine, it was in the one that was a follow-up. But he talked about 
how he watched a porn and he saw reverse cowgirl. And so he asked his wife to do reverse cowgirl. And yeah. she's like, where'd you, where'd you get this from? Yeah. Went, what? So you want to look at my butthole? Yeah. Like, and she just started giving him all this shit about, and it was very awkward and weird. And uh-huh. she was on, automatically put on the defensive for, and, and it was funny as hell because everything Bert does is funny, but it was still kind of telling that in a relationship where, you know, sexuality is not something that they talk about on the regular, at least at that time it wasn't, that it was very difficult for him to say, I saw this and I fantasized about you doing it. Yeah. Is I'm that sh- still cheating in this in this context? I guess so. It just, it perplexes me because my brain's not wired that way. Hell like no. I, we're not dead. We can appreciate a, a stranger's body. If we're, say we're out to lunch and, you know, a pretty girl walks by, I'm going to notice she's pretty. And most of the time I'm going to point it out to you too. And I, I just, I guess in that context for a lot of other people in this world, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Like out to dinner and your husband's checking out another woman because that would bring out insecurity in, in your spouse, I guess. Well, yeah, if they did it wrong, right? They're standing there, the tongue hanging out, like, you know, the yeah. mask or something, you know, eyes I bugging so. out. But I still think it's so natural, though, to have fantasies. That's it's one of the fun parts of life. I am reasonably confident that at least half the time that you masturbate, you're not thinking about me, if not more. It's <laughs> you, you masturbate a lot. So. I masturbate to some silly stuff. <laughs> so, well, yeah, so let's talk fair. specifically consensual non-monogamy, swinging, ethical non-monogamy. What does cheating look like? I mean, is have we seen it? Let's talk about something we've seen. So we were actually in a in a situation where we had played with this couple quite a few times, and they ended up picking up a, a playmate, another female in their d- dynamic. And that's kind of all we knew. And unexpectedly, when we met up with them, the playmate was there. And we're like, okay, this is a little awkward, but you know what? We'll make it work. We'll get to know each other. And during playtime, I noticed an interaction between the husband and the playmate that screamed uh, in like intimacy to the nth degree that there was something emotionally going on in the two of them. And the wife seemed oblivious to it. And the situation got really uncomfortable very, very fast. Oh, it was very weird. Like the air got thick in that room. Right. And I didn't, honestly, I had no idea what to do. No, I'd never seen it either. It was early on in our lifestyle relationship. It was, it was earlier on in our journey. And honestly, it was one of those things like I kind of wanted to like shake the wife and be like, what the fuck's up with this? Like, are you cool with that? Well, it seemed very quickly like they wanted you and I to keep her busy so they could do their thing. Yes. And it, it was just very like, well, what's going on actually here? what sent the red flag was there was a moment of discomfort that I saw in her. When him and I were doing our thing and that wasn't okay, which I thought was very strange given that the, the wife was totally on board, but the, the playmate was not okay. She was really young too. Though. She's very young. I was very young too, but she was much younger than me. She was So like it was just strange. So it took us a while to digest everything that was going on. And albeit we never said anything, but... Where the cards fell was absolutely there was a, a an amount of infidelity that was going on there. He and the playmate had bonded, and they ended up getting divorced. Yeah, up, yeah. And then the playmate and him got married, 
and then divorced. Um, and then he married his wife again. I, we don't know that for sure. We kind of went, mm, this is this drama is not cool. For anybody who is wants to know how we handled that situation, uh, it was very uncomfortable. It was very clear something was not okay. Yeah. So we both stopped what we were doing and said, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe this isn't the right time for this, guys. And we, the, the evening came to a fairly abrupt halt. It, fairly abrupt. I mean, it, it, it we tried to slow it down, and it was just too strange, and we both, like, we're like bail card. We gotta go. Yeah. Um, Record. But do you think we handled that properly? Because I I vacillated for years going because well, it was months after like after that happened that the relationship was announced and a year after that the the divorce was in play. Did I owe it to the wife to say something? I don't think so. Uh, first of all, uh, having the benefit of hindsight, I think that we know now we did the right thing because we knew something was off. You saw right. it. I didn't because I was busy doing something else. Uh, but you did call it out to me. Uh, I don't uh, Mentally, I, I saw yeah. your discomfort. I oh, knew man. something was wrong. If I could channel like, like ESP, like put thoughts into your brain for mine, that's exactly what I was trying to do. I was pointed in the other direction and I knew something was wrong behind me. So yeah. I, and... Calling it to a stop is the best thing you can do. I don't think as a lifestyler, it's our place to in, invest ourselves or inject ourselves into other people's relationship on that level. If we yeah. see a problem, distance yourself from it. And if they ask to get together again, encourage them, maybe say, hey, last time something happened that made us a little bit uncomfortable. And so we would like to not have that situation again. Now, I'm not going to, we're not your counselor. We're not here to tell you to do things differently. We're just saying it wasn't okay for us. So you would have called it out if asked, but if not, yes, if not asked, it's none of our business. Kind of like, what if your neighbor, you knew your neighbor was cheating? Would you go over and tell his wife? Like it's, that's such a challenging situation. Part of me says that we were wrong in the first place because when we got there and found out they had brought a third, we were already uncomfortable. We should have not gone in That's, there in the first place. That is a great point. That is a great point. I didn't I didn't realize how uncomfortable I was until I was in it. Yeah, so we have culpability so, in that my, as well. Absolutely. We made a mistake that we won't make again. If somebody drops a surprise, player three has entered the game, you know, uh, that's <laughs> definitely going to be something that we would not do again. That is absolutely true. And if I, we were giving, a, well, I don't want to say advice, but if we were talking to a friend about the situation, that's exactly what we would say. So, 100% agree. Yeah. So, do you think that in the lifestyle or otherwise, you can keep your spouse from cheating? Is there something you can do? Can you keep them under your thumb? Can you yell at them? Can you follow them? Can you check their phone and check their email? Does that keep you from cheating? Sure. I mean, you can do all the things. I don't I don't know that it stops anyone. I think once that wheel's in motion, they've already made the decision that's what they're going to do. And yeah. if you feel like you need to check, you need to have a conversation. Like if you're seriously, if there's anyone out there checking their spouse's phones, you have bigger problems because yeah, yeah. that that is absolutely goes back to communication. If you're scared, talk to them. Those words have been heard in our house, folks. We're not perfect, right? If you feel like you need to read my private information, we already have a problem. Yeah, you know this is we talk to our kids. Who you know we our youngest had a girlfriend who wanted to read his texts, and it was like, son, you, the problem's already there. Giving her what yeah. she wants will not stop her. Even if she doesn't find what she's looking for, she's going to keep looking until she feels justified. Yeah. Which means there's a problem either that you've helped create or that's already in her head. Yeah. And that and that's not just in, you know, 17-year-old girls. That's in 37-year-old girls or 57-year-old girls. We all feel, un- you know, 
this discomfort that comes from not knowing and this fear that I'm going to be naked and alone in a pile of my own filth if I don't stop this from happening. But you can't stop somebody that's hell-bent on finding happiness when they're not happy. I have to agree with you, yeah. But it's not your fault either. No. No, because... Collectively, it can be if you if your communication is broken. Yeah. I got a question for you. Sure. Did you cheat or were you cheated on first? Was cheated on. Same here. I think for me, how it felt, it stopped me at least in a sexual dynamic to to repeat that because I felt inadequate. I felt I caused this. And I know, I know consciously I didn't, but those feelings still resided in me. Somewhere I wasn't good enough. And it, it really damaged me. And very early on in, in my relationship. I think it damaged you for a long time. Because when we first got together, we've been together on, you know, going on 15 years. And, and it was something I could see that, you know, fidelity was huge to you. And, and loyalty was, was a big deal to you. Well, honesty. honesty. Oh, you got that from me. <laughs> well, and I struggled learning how to ask for it and to set up our relationship for sex. Because if I'm going to ask you questions and every time you answer me, I lose my shit or I get, um, I start, you know, sobbing uncontrollably, I have to be able to handle the answers. I mean, I don't have to like them. I don't have to accept them per se, but I have to make the conversation work so that you are able to tell me. Does that make sense? It does. So we're kind of answering I the feel question. Like a, yeah, I'm kind of feeling like I, I sound like a bit like a little bitch. No, I don't think so because the question is, can you keep your spouse from cheating? And the way, yeah. the, the best way, the only thing you can actually do is not punish them for being honest with you. Right. Right? I mean, don't punish them for saying they want something they're not getting. So it's also my responsibility to say, I hear you. Thank you for answering. However, that makes me feel uncomfortable that makes me feel upset and this is why right and this is not so simple as look i'm not fucking doing anal you have a 12 inch cock and it's not going no 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 it's this is a lot more complex and a lot deeper than that because you know and this is a we'll go back to the infidelity help group but the infidelity help group says 11 percent of women who cheat cheated for revenge i know for me the number was a lot higher than that because when i got cheated on uh, I made sure that I paid her back in spades. So you stayed with the same girl after she cheated, and then you cheated on her about eleven hundred times. Really? Yeah, it was. It was not even. I'm a terrible person. I'm not saying I'm a wow. good person for this, but I did. Mean, you kept going back to the well, thinking it'd make you feel better, and it just never did. Or I, I fucked her friends. I mean, I I was Jesus, I was a man. horrible person, and. I, I wanted to feel better. I wanted to feel like I had some sort of retribution. And then I realized that I was hurting somebody I didn't care about enough to care whether I hurt them. And that that's when I was like, whoa, this has been over for a long time. And everything I'm doing now is just making me feel like a more terrible I was going to ask you, how did that make you feel to keep going back to the well to, to try to to encourage hurt in somebody else? Because to me, looking at it, I, it just looks like you were hurting you and the other people that were involved by proxy. Like those, those the girls you were fucking. That I hurt the most because she never really knew. I never went back to her and gave her a list. I never went back and said, look at all the things I did because of what you did to me. What I did is I gave other people hope that I would be the relationship they were looking for. And then they never got it. 
So what I actually did was way worse than what she did to me. And so revenge and, and cheating as revenge, whether you're monogamous or consensually or ethically non-monogamous, revenge is the most unethical thing you can do. And Absolutely. I know that from personal experience. And I still I still carry it. I honestly do. Oh, that's that was heavy. Sorry, guys. I don't even know how to respond to that. I mean, <laughs> granted, that's not news to me. That's that stuff we've talked about in the past. Do you think that vanilla couples have this problem more than ethically non-monogamous couples do? Or is it the same? I think it's about the same, but in different contexts. We're all human and everyone eventually fucks up, right? Someone crosses a line. I've crossed a line with us. You've crossed a line with us. Um, we've always come out of it better and stronger. I think we're lucky in that respect because we have the wherewithal and the knowledge, the experience to go, all right, let's talk about this. Let's not react emotionally to start with. Let's let's try to be practical and talk about why this happened, how you're feeling, and what what's our next step after that? Is there a next step? I think the sexual or the fantasy part may come into play more with vanilla. That's a hard question. It is a very hard question because we do it for different reasons. I think it is different for men versus women per se, especially if you're talking about like a heterosexual relationship. You know, from know. a sex perspective, I think that guys in the lifestyle can still cheat. And I think women can more so than men in the lifestyle because mm -hmm. of the reasons why women cheat in the first place. The fact that cons consensually non-monogamous couples, ethically non-monogamous couples, just assume they're all the same for this conversation. It makes it easier on me so I don't have to say it all. But when we talk about this, you know, non-monogamy is about sex for a lot of couples. For us, it's a lot more about the relationships with the other couples and the friendships. That's kind of where we live in casual swinger land. Sure. We love having those friendships that include sex at some point, which makes it a lot more fulfilling for you as a woman, but it also makes it a lot more fulfilling for me as a sapiosexual guy who actually enjoys the relationships, uh, arguably more than I do the sex because I can't feel anything with a condom on. But my point is a man that's in a relationship where he feels like he's not heard, where he feels like he can't talk about sex, he can't have fantasies, he will be judged, and he feels shame for the way he feels, will lie. When he lies, he's already cheated. We, we talked about that at the beginning of the hour. We mm -hmm. said uh, a cheat is a lie. So if he lies, he's already cheated. Now it's just a matter of what form the demon takes. Is it cheating if they're thinking about it? Not yet. Okay. But when he starts talking about... The, you know. So he's already made the decision to go down the road and open the door by lying in the first place. Yeah. So it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And then it's just a question of opportunity, going back to the $300,000 earner versus the $35,000 earner. And Chris Rock actually said it best in one of his comedy specials. He said, men don't cheat for sex, they cheat for opportunity. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And I think that fascinating. Is, a, is a huge factor. Now, in the lifestyle women can still fall in love. They can still fall for what they're not getting, the fantasy, the idea that they could have that thing that they thought about when they were in high school, traveling Europe, holding hands with somebody that just wants the, the to desire the adventure. Yeah. You know? And then you've got a homebody who never wants to leave the house at home and just wants to tend his garden and cut the dandelions out of his yard with a pair of scissors every day. You know, it's, We have that guy in our neighborhood. We do have that guy in our neighborhood. He's fucking weird. He's so but, cute. You think he's cute. I think he's fucking weird. He's but, adorable. You know, the idea, though, is if his wife were to find somebody that shares that passion that she had as a child or as a young person. Yeah. 
would she cheat? I think it, there's an opportunity there. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I actually disagree with you that that lying it says more about you to yourself than it does to the other person uh, about the relationship. I think there's something that you're not comfortable with and you have to own that and become accountable. I don't know how many, what the statistics would be about people who think about che- cheating actually act on it. So that that's fascinating. But I think you're right. Um, as a woman, if that, that opportunity is there and it's really easy, are they more likely to do it than of their own volition and going out to seek it and find it? That's that's interesting. I think opportunities is a key factor in every case of infidelity of any kind. Yeah. And the internet changed all of that. The internet increased the opportunity for infidelity by giving us 500 different apps and 500 different services from which to draw conversation and relationships with other people that are not in our direct purview, right? Because when we talk about some of these statistics, right, 40% of, of men have you know, had an affair with a friend or, and then 22% of women cheated with an old boyfriend, 35% of cheaters fucked a coworker. Well, I mean that you, you covet what you see most, right? So it's your neighbors, it's your coworkers. I mean, friends that, that makes sense to me. It makes because that's opportunity. 8% of men find someone to have an affair with online. 3% of women have an affair with someone online. So those numbers are super low. Super low, but what happens once they've done it? Mm, who knows? Well, and it says here, 90% of people who have online affairs get addicted to them. And have it again. I want to know what they define as addictive because mm, I don't know. I don't know that I like that. It's how it's like used in that word. sense. I don't either. But they say that 90% of them start another one immediately after ending the first one. You know why? Because it fucking worked. That's why they do it again. <laughs> If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it again. It's not addiction. It's fucking common sense. I mean, so is that how we should read the previous statistic that 8% of men found uh, opportunity and only 3% of women did? Do you know why only 3% of women did? Because they logged in, put a picture up, and there's dicks were thrown at them. One of like darts in a bar. <laughs> That's a good point. They were like, oh, this sucks. That's a I good don't point. like this. And men are like, they're the one throwing dicks. So, I, you know... We, we're running a little long, but I really feel like this conversation is good, so I don't want to cheat you guys out of the rest of it. You know, <laughs> what I did there. Instead of motivations, instead of the way we were going to frame this, sure. let's frame this as why people stop communicating. Because, again, we're, we can't stop someone from cheating, but there are some things that we do that lead to a, a loss of communication that is the thing that leads us to cheat, whether we're swingers or not. Sure. So what do we do about that? Instead of saying these are the signs, so you need to lose your zero and find yeah. a hero, right? Yeah. Let's talk about, for example, I can't communicate my desires. So let's say that you came to me and you told me that you really wanted to have two guys with six-pack abs because I don't have them. Uh, you know, I mean, I can see my knees and I can see my feet, but I don't have a six-pack. So let's just say for a minute that you came to me and said you want two guys with six-pack abs. And I freaked out. I lost my shit. And told you that you were, you're a philandering hoe and I'm not okay with it and fuck this shit. I would think we're role playing, but please proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When I shut down your desires like that, that makes you do what? Stop having them? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't feel inspired to bring that up again. Oh, I didn't say that. I said, do you stop having the desire? Hell no. No, I don't. How can you control that? Is omission a lie? Yeah, yeah, I think it can. When it matters, when I'm omitting something that is 
absolutely material to our relationship, yeah, then it might as well have lied to you. Yeah. So by telling you, you can't tell me what your desire is. I just made you uncomfortable, made you feel like you couldn't do it anymore. Men do it to women. Women do it to men. It goes both ways. Now, how does it actually happen? Usually it isn't you coming to me telling me you want two guys with abs. It's you're coming to me telling me I need more from you. I need more attention, more intimacy. I'd like you to hold my hand on the couch for a couple hours and just be there. Mm -hmm. That's how it usually goes, right? Yeah, I think for the most part, when it's a release to us. Can I do the same thing when you do that? Can I react badly and make you not want to come to me and tell me you need those things? Bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, you can't. I would, I would hate that so much, but I, I would call you out on it too. If I did, would it make you desire it elsewhere? As it a would woman. make it. Would, yeah, the desire would not go away. Exactly. I'd still have that void. I'd still have that vacancy. So what we're getting at here, folks, is the important part is actually to hear what your partner's asking for and don't vilify them for it. Don't shame them for it. Don't make them feel like they can't talk about how they feel. That is a path to the dark side, right? Yeah, I agree. What about things like, well, we just talked about I'm thinking about you yelling at me, and I'm, I don't like that. I'm not yelling at you. I, you I know, you're you. not. You, like, never yell at me, but, well, oh, what, man, I'd be so upset. What about self-esteem and self-worth issues? I think most of us have them, and some of them are Body more image. prevalent. Yeah. Right. I'm raising my hand. No one can see me. Self-sabotage. I think self-sabotage definitely has a place in this conversation because I've seen it. In my years with so even some of my closest friends and it, there's their insecurities and their self-esteem and not knowing how to communicate, even if they're in a good relationship, they sabotage it by fucking it up because in their heads they've already decided eventually it would be. So they're going to go ahead and, and hurt this person, maybe have a little fun with somebody else along the way and just go ahead and ruin it because they're apt to fail. Like it's fucking strange but i've seen it. it it more than a handful of times well and it again this leads us down a path where we stop communicating yeah and when we stop communicating that's it shows and, over yeah. yeah and it's it's not necessarily yeah. over as much as it is now the door's open and you may not walk through it yeah right not every relationship that does that has intimacy problems or yeah. communication problems yeah you still can't stop when someone's made the decision you there's nothing you can do to prevent it the best thing you can do is try to set up your relationship for success and have a commonality in that conversation, have lots of communication. So you guys have similar goals, right? You don't have to have the exact same, but you have to have similar goals as it relates to what your relationship looks like. What is fucking success for you? And there are a lot of things that lead people to stop communicating and start looking to fulfill what they need elsewhere. Things like depression, things like stress, whether it's work or sure. home or illness, things like past trauma yeah. can cause people to desire the attention of somebody else to fulfill whatever their needs are. We know people in our lives and in our families that have these issues, but they also, they manifest in other ways. Things like people that need to go spend money to feel good or yes. eat to feel good. Mm -hmm. Right, I mean, it's whatever that drives that dopamine response in their brain. Even though they know I'm not fiscally sound right now, or I'm not in a health like health wise in a good place, and I know these things are bad for me. What we're saying is, is that infidelity is a self destructive behavior, and it's a destructive behavior for your relationship. And infidelity doesn't mean sex; it yeah. can mean a lot of things. I got a question for you when it comes to cheating and infidelity, whether it's emotional or 
uh, secrecy or any of the other items that we list that count as quote unquote uh, cheating, do you think once it happens that re- that relationships are beyond repair? Oh, hell no. But it does take a lot of honesty. Now, whether you're consensually non-monogamous or not, it takes a lot of brutal honesty. This is why I did what I did, and I'm still wrong. You have to get that out there, right? You can tell somebody why you did something and why you felt like it was the only thing you could do. But you still have to acknowledge to your partner that this was not okay, and and I'm sorry that this is the path that I took, but this is what led me to it. And I'm not saying that I'm going to do it again. Uh, I'm not saying this is what I'm going to choose again because I know how destructive this was. Uh, Now, I have an opinion that's very different from yours, so I'm going to throw this in before we finish up here and get to the fun stuff at the end of this episode. But do you think that if somebody commits an act of infidelity, they have to tell their partner? Oh, yes, we disagree on this wholeheartedly. Yes, we do. I think that's the right thing to do because just like lying, eventually it's going to come out. It, It may be 20 years, but I think, yes, I think you owe that to your significant other. Yeah. So yeah. I feel differently than Mallory does on this one. And this has always been a problem for her because I feel the way that I do about it. She's like, well, that's awfully fucking convenient, Mickey. But yeah, I don't like that. I know I, you don't. I don't. But I personally believe that if you fuck up, then you need to keep it to yourself. Because Bullshit. when you take what you did and you tell the other person to go, you deserve to know. You just took all the guilt that you're carrying on your shoulders all the pain that you're carrying and you gave it to your partner and you amplified it by a hundred. You just, you gave them all of it. You just said, you know what? I don't need to carry this. You carry it. And by the way, it's 50 times heavier now that you're carrying it because now you have to wonder why I did it, how I did it, who I did it with, how many times I've done it. It's all on you. And I feel so much better because I told you. And now you can't be upset at me because I told you the truth. You should be proud of me. I don't know that it's as much like relieving yourself of the burden as it is you fucking owe it to them. If that is your person, if you're going to continue a relationship, don't you want it to be true? Don't you want everything to be on the table there? Well, yeah, I don't think you should do it in the first place. For starters. Fuck no. Well, but, yeah, that's kind of the whole point. But if you're going to do the crime, then you need to do the time. Carry it. I'm not a big fan of infidelity. I've, it destroyed, you know, my parents' relationship. and Mine too, yeah. I don't have any need to be around that crap. Yeah. Uh, and it does happen in the lifestyle. Uh, Mallory and I have told you before we came from lifestyle parents, but that doesn't mean that the relationship lasted, but it didn't fall apart because of the lifestyle either. So last thing, before we bail out of here and come back with our segment, which is a toy box segment for you guys today, do we think anything's different about COVID? Has COVID created more infidelity or less? Shit, you're asking some really hard questions today. I think the idea of infidelity, I don't know that the sexual acts are happening as much as maybe pre-quarantine, but I think people are still seeking out others to fill a void. I think... If they were going down that path, they're going to find a way, whether it's online or... Yeah, look at yeah. OnlyFans exploding. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with fidelity, though. Hey, there's some women out there that freak out when their guy looks at porn. Yeah, that's, I guess And they that's consider true. that cheating. I it, guess that's true. If you if you want to be sexually aroused, it I'm, needs to be me that does it. Yeah, I, I don't know that I relate to the mass public anymore. <laughs> I don't think we do either. But yeah, Man. interestingly enough, divorces are up sharply well yeah because you're fucking stuck together (laughs) there's no eight hour breaks in the middle of the day i mean we're used to it 
we've been doing this for years yeah, and we weird. have our but we we make sure we keep distance between each other i mean we do get to see each other on a daily basis which is very nice but we have our own shit that we do we do yeah so. that's interesting so this has been uh just a conversation between mallory and i and this is the essence of podcasting folks two narcissists sitting in a room having a conversation and recording it for your benefit yay and uh, we're also going to talk about our um how we feel about reporting infidelity to your spouse. That's going to be a conversation for dinner. Aren't you excited? Oh, I can't wait <laughs> to have this conversation again. You sign up for that in a dentist appointment. Just kick this fucking week off, right? All right, guys, we're going to come back in just a hot second. We're going to talk about toy box. We're going to talk about strap-ons and harnesses. Oh, I'm so excited because we get to, we talk about this a lot. Very yep. excited. Yep. Come back and wrap up a long episode of Casual Swinger. You want to tell everybody where to find us? You fuckers know where we are. We're Casual Swinger everywhere. That's CasualSwinger.com. Feel free to shoot us a message at podcast at CasualSwinger.com. You love us? Please feel free to write us a rave review on iTunes. You can find us on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Want to date us and see us naked? That's SDC, SLS, Double Date Nation, Quiver, and Cassidy. Joke's on you. It's just me naked. You guys have been listening to <laughs> Casual Swinger. Hey, everybody. Welcome back one more time to Casual Swinger. We're going to talk toy box. Now, today we're not going to talk Mallory's toy box. No. What's been happening on casual toys lately? So there has been an influx of people asking questions relating to strap-ons. Oh, tons of them. Tons. Like men, five times women, a day. Yeah, men, women, you name it for different dynamics and relationships. So we figured we'd throw a strap-on conversation on to Toybox. Yeah. And you've become the seasoned professional as it relates to talking about strap-ons. Oh, God, I wish I hadn't, but... I have. And Why? I think it's wonderful. Well, it's... it's I know not, I'm going to be outfitted with some really, really nice equipment for my next rendezvous. Yeah. And I'm not against it. I don't have anything against anybody that's that's into it. I just didn't know much about it. So I had to do a lot of homework yeah. to really get knowledgeable on it because it's not something I'm personally into. But what I love is that our listeners and our friends and our customers for Casual Toys will ask us anything. Like, they're really honest. That's great. Which I love. But sometimes... They're really, really graphic. And I'm like, whoa, okay, uh, give me a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, information that I did not need to know in order to answer your question, but thank you for sharing. So let's talk a little bit about the different types because there are a lot of different types of strap-ons out there. There's realistic ones and smooth ones, and we'll get to those in a second, but I think we should really kind of focus first on the thing that really controls your experience whether you're female on female strap on or pegging a guy strap on, which we do have a lot of conversation about lately. So let's talk about strap ons a little bit. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong and I'm going to pose this as a question. It, are there really only like three types? The There's the strapless, um, the harness, and then like this brief style. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. And the, the harnesses themselves are what makes the biggest difference with the strap ons because pretty much any dildo with a suction cup base or a flat base is going to fit in pretty much any of the harnesses that are out there. Right, and you can get those in different si size, shapes, colors, lengths. So Everything then, under then it's the a buffet. Sun. Then yeah. it's a buffet. So the first place we want to start is when we talk about how you're going to use it, right? If okay. you're going to peg with it, which is what a lot of conversation has been coming up lately on strap-ons, the number one piece of advice we can give you is don't 
do what guys do with dildos. When we buy dildos for women, we buy the biggest fucking dildo we can find, the most realistic looking one, despite it being 30 inches long, you know, veins and rough edges and a head and balls. Dude. All this shit going on. The first one you ever bought me, remember Big George? Oh, yeah, Girthy George. Girthy George, yeah. You could beat a baby seal to I death was like, what am I supposed to do with this? It's self-defense, right? <laughs> Use it for t-ball practice. <laughs> uh, but when we talk about those things, that's not what you want in your butt if you've never had anything in your butt before. So we recommend for pegging a very smooth and small implement for any type of strap-on, whether it's a harness or whether it's a boy short style or even a strapless style. And we're going to talk about those different styles. But And we can leave pretty much everything else off the table. But if the number one piece of advice we can give you is if you're going to peg, use something small and smooth as a starter. Excellent. Now, and we talk about the different types. We talk about the harness style for starters, right? There are a lot of types of harnesses out there. There's some cheap yeah. ones from Basics, for example. Yeah, but I, I'm going to say even though for being economical, basics do make a nice one. I actually prefer not being a plus-size woman per se. I like the plus-size harness they have, even though I had to cut the straps the first time I used it because it gave me more stability at the base because that little um, shape that goes over the pubic area was much wider and I had more control with it. So I didn't mind it, hmm. um, but... For anyone who hasn't used a strap-on, when we talk about harness, it almost looks like you're going uh, like spelunking or you're going to go lining. rock climbing. Yeah, zip lining. It goes around your thighs, over your hips. Um, yeah. And yeah. then it's tightened at, yeah. And it has a platform base that's roughly the shape of your of your pelvic area. Yeah. So it's a triangle, it if looks you like will. A, well, it kind of looks like a trapezoid. Mm -hmm. And it has a rubber ring. A that that yeah. rubber ring. It's not a parallelogram. Yeah. But <laughs> I almost said it and I was like, no, that's that's wrong. I failed geometry. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got a rubber ring. And the nice part about the harnesses themselves is that rubber ring, you can change it out if you want to use a different size toy. So a lot of them come with three different size rings. So you that's can true. use it for the smaller toys for pegging. Mm -hmm. You can use it for the larger toys if your girl's into that sort of thing. As a matter of fact, we, uh, we sold one recently to some friends of ours. That is just impressive. It, it, it was impressive. Yeah, it's impressive. I was like, Ooh, mm, "Girl's gonna need some help walking Stretch. after that one." Stretch. But anyway, you know the harnesses are the most popular option because they are the least expensive. They're the least expensive, and I feel like they're they're more sizable. Does mm, that versatile. make sense? They're, yeah. There you go. That's a better word. They're versatile. Yeah, and I, I do think they're great. And I do think they serve their purpose. And if you're looking for a harness, the one that we recommend if is, well, Mallory likes the basics because as she said, she felt like she had a lot of versatility. Yeah, I it. don't mind them. I mean, they're not my, like I have other favorites too, but mm -hmm. I like the basics. The Cal Exotics Her Royal Harness is a really sexy alternative. It's a little more expensive because it's leather, but it has oh, yes. a corset it's a style tie-on uh, back to it that's really sexy. And it also has... Uh, the, uh, what is it, the uh, the leggings that attaches to the leggings, uh, the garters. Yes. So it has garters with it and a few other things. It's still got everything else we talked about, yes. the O-ring and everything else, but really neat. And I really like that one because then you have even more stability because you're cinched along the waistline mm -hmm. all the way around, and it's a wider base. So again, you're, it's more, um, the, the base is pulled closer to your body for more control. Yes. And 
both of those, I mean, when we talk about her royal harness or whether basics, they both do the same thing. It's just a matter of how invested do you want to be in this toy? Is it something you're going to use regularly? Invest in a better toy if you're going to do that. Right. Now, if you want to go beyond that or in a different direction than that, because some people don't want a full harness. They want to go in a different direction. You have two really good choices in that space. One is kind of a hybrid between the the jockey style, bikini style, or boy shorts, boy short style, uh, and then you also have one that's a hybrid between the harness and the boy short or bikini style. The hybrid is called Joke, and it's by Spare Parts, and we do carry that on Casual Toys. Yeah, that's J O Q U E. E. Yes, okay. it's very very popular. It's very popular because it's very comfortable, and everyone very much likes how it fits. It is super comfy. So the downside to that particular one is it is a little expensive, but it's expensive because it's good. And if you want something that's a little less expensive, that's in the same style range, you can go with the boy short style from Sport Sheets. Sport Sheets makes a couple of different ones, whether bikini style or boy short style. Yeah, and it's still a great product. I like Sport Sheets as a company in general. Um, we mm-hmm. have that do it doggy harness. Yeah, that's like, awesome. I love that thing in the little um, the leg hooks for the or no the D hooks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, D-rings, yeah. We've got a couple of things from Sports Sheets here in the house, and they're also very nice. So now the the last place we're going to go with this when we talk about strap-ons is some people, you know, when we talk about, you know, just girl-on-girl strap-on play, there's really only one person really receiving the benefit unless you do something with like a a panty vibe or something like that while you're providing, you know, the power on the girl side. Sure. Uh, now, if, if that's happening, that's great. You're having a good time, but there's another way to do it. So just a couple of years ago, they started coming out with strapless strap-ons, which has an insertable element that goes inside you and then kind of cups your, your pelvic. Yeah. Bone. And they're little, they're a little strange to look at. Do you remember the club? Like yeah. when the club came out, the thing that the anti like theft tool uh-huh. that went across your steering wheel. Is that wheel. what it reminds you of? Well, the first time I saw one, I was like, "What the fuck is this thing, dude?" It's an anti theft. Like you almost want to, or you want to pick it up and be like, "Pew pew!" Like I'm a stormtrooper. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're really neat. They're neat, but I think people buy them and they expect them to stay in. If you get wet, it's not going to stay in. So that's the struggle with it. I mean, you can have some pretty strong kegels, mm-hmm. you know, or kegel muscles. Uh, you exercise them daily. Always good for your pelvic floor. It is a challenge once you're moist down there. Do you like how I use that? I word? really wish you had. <laughs> once you get nice and wet, they are difficult to stay in because you're so focused on squeezing it and thrusting at the same time. It's like rubbing your belly, patting your head, and trying to light a cigarette. Like it's 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 challenging to keep your head in the game. Well, especially if it feels so good that you're gonna come. Yeah. Oh, right? well, and that's the other thing when you come. Psh- yeah, it just like kind of shoots out, <laughs> at least in my experience. And that's how Jay from Average Swingers died. <laughs> he got killed with a strapless strap on the shot at a Mallory's hell of, badge. Hell of a way to go. Hell of a way to go. Yeah, he was. He died with a smile, folks. Now, uh, you know, there's a way around it, though, right? And these jockey style, boy short style, or the joke style of harnesses are actually made to work with strapless strap-ons. So it covers you, it covers that part of your body once you have that strapless in, and then you put the strapless itself through that O-ring, and then it holds it in place so you can use it and benefit from it at the same time. Now, it's still a challenge, right? We heard from Angie that it was still a bit of a challenge uh, to use it, even though she was wearing the shorts. So I think, you know, if most people I've talked to say, let's just go with the old reliable, give me a strap on, give me, you know, pick a dildo you like, pick a harness you like and get some work done and then trade places. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's fair enough. And I'm definitely going to start using my Moxie. Is that what it is? Yeah, the one that's that's your the panty, panty vibe. vibe. Um, the next time I I use the strap on, I think. Yeah, that's probably a good way to do it. For me, like I I was uncomfortable having the penetration inside of me the first time I used one, um, because it also pulled a little funny, and it mm. felt. I mean, it felt good. But it was just, I think it was a little too much for me personally. Was it like rubbing your head and patting your belly at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. So anyway, just a little bit of talk on strap-ons here, guys. You can find all of these products that we talked about on casualtoys.com. I'm also going to put some links in the show notes so you can see the differences between harness styles and boy short styles of harnesses for strap-ons. I'm not going to bother putting ones in there for pegging or anything like that. If you have questions about that, don't forget to check us out at casualtoys.com and send us a chat. Bottom right-hand corner, there's a little bubble, and here's a sneak peek for you. If you click on that bubble, it'll tell you what the code is to get 20% off your first order from casualtoys.com. We do this because we love you guys, and we love sex, and we love sex toys, so make sure to check it out and let us know what you think. Yes, tell us, tell us, tell us. So that's going to do it for us today. A little bit of a long episode of Casual Swinger talking about cheating in the lifestyle. This was fun. Cheating in strap-ons. Right? It's it's the same thing. It's, it's like apples and potatoes. <laughs> and you can mail the potato. Ah, oh, fuck you. Potatoparcel.com. <laughs> I just had to put that in there to make some fun of you. But Thanks. anyway. All right, guys. This has been fun. When you want to tell everybody one more time how they can find us? No. Bye-bye. No. Okay. No, but I will. <laughs> Casual Swinger everywhere, folks. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and did I miss one? I don't know. I don't know. And uh, we're on the dating sites, too. That's Double Date Nation, Cassidy, SLS, SDC, and Quiver. And you can see Mallory naked. All right, guys. We'll be back in two weeks. We've got a fun one coming for you. It's the Ladies of the Lifestyle. Ooh. That's going to be a blast. Yes. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. <laughs>